Hey, beautiful friends. Welcome to the Savor Podcast. We're so excited for you to join us today as we dive into the goodness of God together. Our hope is for you to be encouraged, challenged, and entertained as you listen to hosts Stacy and Suzanne, along with special guests as they have honest and real conversations about how to savor God's Word as they grow in their relationship with Christ. We hope you'll encourage a friend or two to listen with you so you can keep the conversations going. We're all about community here. Welcome to this bonus episode of the Saver podcast. It is our holiday Christmas episode. Yay! Yippee! Jingle bells. (laughs) Come on, Kelly, keep singing. (laughs) I just wish I had real jingle bells. (laughs) Yes, I do too. I love it. Well, we are so glad that you guys are joining us on this bonus episode, and we have the joy of having Mandy and Kelly with us. You guys will remember them from a previous episode when we all got together and talked about, do you need a history degree to Mm -hmm. read the Bible? So if you haven't listened to that episode, go back and listen to it, and you'll get to hear a little bit more from Mandy and Kelly. And Suzanne's with us tonight, too, so we're excited to get into this episode it is um, holiday time. It's Christmas time. Can you believe it? I can't. No. I know. It is crazy. We're actually recording this episode one week before Thanksgiving. So today is a week before Thanksgiving. And um, we're excited to be here tonight, right? Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Very much excited. Actually, the truth is, you guys, I think they're just excited that we actually have started recording because for the last hour, I've been trying to get everything lined up so we could record. Um, So if anyone knows how to work GarageBand, please hit us up, let us know, because we could use some help in that area. We're still learning. We're still learning. We we are learning. Um, But I wanted to start out by asking you guys, what's your favorite thing that you do as a family or as a couple or um, just on your own? What's something you love to do? For the holidays, what's something every year that you really look forward to? Oh, I'm going to have to say some Hallmark Christmas movies. I'm right there with you, yeah. Mandy. I love the cheesier, the better. I hometown, you know, give me some uh, some hometown uh, love. Love. <laughs> <laughs> That's what yes. every Hallmark movie yes, seems actually, to be. For Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. please. Wrap that up. That's um, the name of the next one coming out. Hometown <laughs> Love. Hometown Lovin'. <laughs> Yep, starring. Um, I love them. Yeah, it's it's great. I think that they're you know they're always happy. They're yes, it's a happy ending. You know, there's there's not a lot of conflict. You know, the biggest conflict is who's going to buy the bakery. Yes, and you know and and all that and at the nick of you know just in the nick of time. Huh, um, I see what you did there, Nick. Nick. Ah, Nick. Saint Nick. Put oh, there we go. Aren't you glad you tuned in today? Yes. For this bonus episode? <laughs> I am with you 100%, yeah. Mandy. Tomorrow is my Sabbath, and so I am going to sit in my bed tomorrow morning and pour an extra cup of coffee, look at my Christmas tree, and watch an entire Hallmark Christmas movie at like 10 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I, I can't wait. I agree with that. And okay. please text me and let me know what Christmas movie it is. Okay. And and just you know, screenshot it for me. I will. I and Kelly and I cannot think of anything worse. To yeah. do. Really? What? If you could see us right now, Suzanne and I are just shaking our mm-hmm. heads and like we have a look of disgust. So you hate Christmas <laughs> or just Hallmark Christmas? Mm. I think it's just the Hallmark. Mm. Yeah, they're just so predictable. And I get that that's mm-hmm. the appeal for some people. Yeah. They like that it's predictable and safe and comfortable. But I like to live on the edge. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. I'm just kidding. So, so you're Kelly- like diehard is like your <laughs> Christmas movie. Is that, is that the tradition? Pretty much. Okay. That's yeah. it. Okay, so Mandy and I have confessed that it's Hallmark Christmas mm-hmm. movies. Kelly, what about you? What's your thing? 
We recently have started going to get our Christmas tree the Sunday after church, after Thanksgiving. So after Thanksgiving, we come back, we get five guys, and then we go up to Park Circle and pick out a tree. Five guys, hamburgers. Five not guys. Just five guys. You're picking up five guys. Correct. <laughs> I thought we were back in a Hallmark movie. Yeah, no. <laughs> hey, where is that stuff? We're not picking up the guys. Uh, okay. We're picking up the French Family fries. Show. Yeah. I gotcha. And burgers. But that's fun. Yeah, it is fun. That's fun. And, and then we go back home and we decorate. And when you say everything. we, who is we for our listeners oh, who sure. may not know who your we is? Yeah. Tell us who your we is. So, Ricky, my husband, and then I've got a six and a four year old uh, boy. Yeah. Two boys. They're two. Two of them. <laughs> They're six and four, too. <laughs> yes. How yeah. fun, though. That's, That's great. It's been fun to, you know, develop traditions as they get older. Yeah. Mm. You know. That's a lot of fun. So you're in that phase of developing traditions. Correct. I'm in the phase yeah. of grieving lost traditions mm. because I have uh, my oldest is away at college and my youngest is a boy who boys don't get nearly as excited about the Christmas season as my girl did. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's a freshman in high school. So I'm, you're establishing and I'm grieving a little bit, but that's okay. It's all right. Get the circle of life. Yes. I relate to that because I'm kind of in the same, same boat that Stacy's in. So it's been interesting. So I'm not sure that my family uh, would agree, but I love all things Christmas. So I'm always trying to do, I spent a lot of time through the years establishing like traditions that we would do. Um, but probably one of my most favorite things is just um, doing the Christmas tree because I still have, like, Tyler, my daughter, who's 24, I still have, like, her uh, Christmas. The, it's the ornaments for mm-hmm. me, you know, yeah. like the uh, noodle frame made out of the noodles. Mm-hmm. There's, like, five noodles left on oh, it. Yeah. Um, and so, like, every year I have to pull out the hot glue gun mm-hmm. and, like, glue them back together and <laughs> stuff because I just love those so much. So that's, like, one of my favorite things to do. Nice. I love that. I have a question for you guys. Do you, when you decorate your trees now, or even when your kids were littler, um, do you, is it a family event? So everyone, or, you know, you just have like, is it chaos ensues and that whatever they place on the tree, that's where it goes? Or do you have a kid's tree? Just... I've taken a page out of your book, <laughs> like business in the front, party in the back. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you have a mullet. So we have a mullet oh. house. No, but we have a tree that I want to look a certain way. All of the ornaments look beautiful. I don't have anything that a child made on it. Amen, sister. How I like it. (laughs) And then we just got them a tree for their playroom Mm -hmm. last year. And then they can go ham on that. Yeah. Yeah. Go ham. Go ham. There she goes with her wisdom bombs. If you guys remember, Kelly's got some wisdom yep. bombs. Go ham is the new phrase. <laughs> Hashtag ham. it. And hey, it's Thanksgiving. It's it's Christmas. Yeah, and I agree with that. Ham ham over turkey for me. Yeah, same. That's another. But no, we do the ornaments like and. I used to kind of get a little bit anal about it and try to put their ugliest ones near the back, but they'd be like, Mom, why are all my ornaments in the back? And I was like, oh, that's an oversight, and move it to the front. So, um, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's a family affair. Yeah. Oh, ours is a family affair. But Just you do what Stacey I tell tells you. them where the ornaments go. <laughs> what are you thinking, kid? The ornament does not go right there. Yeah, it's a family no. affair. They just do what I tell them. But they have their own tree, too. We have a, in our family room, um, they have their own tree with their homemade ornaments on mm-hmm. it. You know, it's good. It's yeah, good. I, it's, like I, I refer to it as my tacky tree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stacy's not invited over to see my tree. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. I love just... it. I love it. So what about you, Mandy? What's your tree? Um, my, I have. 
I have a kind of a hodgepodge, but I'm the one who does it. Yeah, it it kind of differs from year to year. Bella's uh, ornaments definitely are on there, um, but yeah, she, uh, she'll place a few. She usually gets bored. She's not real into it every year. She wants to, you know, have the treats like hot cocoa and things like that, and then uh, watch a movie, and then she'll get kind of distracted with that. Um, but. So I get to move her where she placed, <laughs> and then I move it to where I want it to be. But there you go. Yeah. Okay. One last question about our traditions before we get started with um, some of the the heart of our episode today. When do you take your tree down? This is the question. I take my tree down the day I feel like it. I do not have a day. I don't have a day it goes up. I don't have a day it comes down. It's been. January it's been the day after Christmas some years and then sometimes it's like February (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I've ever left it up that long but I mean like well into January Mm. yeah you're just starting to put like Valentine's Day <laughs> yes. decorations on your tree. Yeah, I saw people are doing that people now. They leave yeah. the tree yeah. holiday tree. Yeah, I have a friend that does that. Yeah, <gasps> I um, have to tell you all this super sweet thing super quick because some um, one of my patients asked me something about this and it reminded me of a story. I have a I had a patient once who the wife had dementia pretty significantly but she was like me and she not the dementia part even though <laughs> sometimes you wonder. Um, she loved Christmas. And um, I would see them, and I started seeing them in the summer. And his whole house inside was decorated for Christmas because she loved Christmas. I love and that. every day was like Christmas. Aww, Isn't that the is, sweetest thing you've ever heard? That is sweet. It would drive me crazy because my tree comes down December 26th. There is no yeah. negotiating. Mm. There is no let's talk about it. There is no I think I might feel different. No. At 8 a.m. on December 26th, I get up with a mission. And my mission is to take every piece of Christmas out. Done. Wow. Over. It's gone. Why Bye. are you so angry right now? <laughs> because I have <laughs> Listeners, if you could see her, there was a lot of finger pointing. There was lots of intense eye contact happening. Because I'm just, I'm resolute on this one area. I have caught um, some slack about it, but I'm not keeping it up to the epiphany. I understand the epiphany, but it's out December 26th. I do like a good uh, January 1st. I think I do that. Yeah, I like a New Year's, you know, we still have the Christmas twinkles up and still going. And then the New Year, we're like, get it out. It's all new. There you yeah. go. Awesome. Well, um, we'd love to hear from you guys, too. So we will, um, we'd love for you guys to give us a shout out. Let us know what some of your Christmas traditions are as well. It's always fun to hear what people's Christmas traditions are. But one of the reasons we wanted to do this episode is because we are just now at the beginning of December and um, when you guys are going to be listening to this. And things are going to be crazy. And we know how chaotic the season can be. And one of the things we want to do in this episode is to really just kind of have some honest conversation about how we can savor Christ and how we can abide in Christ during this chaotic season. And so um, we're just going to spend some time kind of talking about that. And, you know, we joked about watching Hallmark Christmas movies, But I think one of the things that I like about the Hallmark Christmas movies is everything just seems to be perfect. Like, you know, when they decorate the tree, there's not chaos. The lights always work. They're always baking the cookies. Everything just seems to kind of go 
And we know that's not the reality for any of us. And so the lights hardly ever work when we're working on the tree. And we usually end up having to buy new lights every year. And I don't ever bake homemade cookies or pies. That's just not my um, thing. But I do catch myself feeling very frantic during the holiday season. And, you know, just want to kind of have some conversation about when you guys have felt frantic through the holidays, what are some of those things that you do or maybe... um, Something that just kind of helps recenter, refocus so that you can savor those moments because it gets lost on us about the birth of Jesus because we're so busy trying to make sure we have all the gifts and the food and the parties and the outfits and the Christmas cards and everything done. So um, what are some things that you guys do or have done or maybe something that you don't do but you want to do? Because the other thing is we're not doing this episode because we have it all together and our homes are just perfectly um, organized and in order. We're doing this so that we can kind of get a head start on how we're going to approach this Christmas season as well. So what are some things you guys do? I know for us, we, uh, for my daughter and I, um, I get a little frustrated, you know, I, I'm sure we all get a little frustrated in traffic because it just seems like mm-hmm. where are all these people like they're just, you know, where do they come from? All of a sudden, everyone is on the road at the same time. So it's easy to when you go here or there and you have events or parties or just going shopping uh, to get really frazzled. So one thing that we always do is we listen to Christmas music in the car and we start that she wanted to start it in um September. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I told her no. <laughs> but she really likes Christmas music. But that's one thing for us um, that we, and, and also, you know, some of the Christmas songs are, you know, fun and silly. But then there's also those centering Christmas songs that remind us, you know, and, and we'll just sing sing loud and, and be as, you know, loud and boisterous as we want in the car. And then that just makes that stress of just driving and being in traffic and, and just, you know, kind of resetting our focus of like, we're doing this, this is fun, we, we're together. Or even when I'm by myself, it's that, that kind of resetting. That's a really great way to do things. I was in the car for two solid hours this afternoon carpooling. And um, this morning, I made them listen to a Thanksgiving playlist when I was driving. <laughs> and we listened to Boogie Pilgrim. You guys know Boogie Pilgrim? What? I do not. Can yeah. you sing it for no. us? <laughs> no. <laughs> like, Pilgrim. You can't Boogie. drop a name like Boogie Pilgrim and then not like give us some I think of it's, that. It's from the Gnome movie. And oh. it basically is Boogie Pilgrim, Boogie Boogie Pilgrim. I'm just kidding. That's not it at all. Oh, you heard it here first. Guys. <laughs> I love it. But that's true. The car can be definitely one of those areas of frustration. So trying to redeem the time in the car and making that something that's enjoyable instead of, you know, yeah, frustrating. That's great. For me, I, you know, I've been in grad school for probably the past two Christmases. So I've been, I have these like micro breaks, right? So that stressful time in my life has taught me to try to plan ahead as much as possible. So I'm, I'm looking for the deal of the day in September to see if I can get, you know, Christmas presents early so that I'm not in that frenzy the last couple of weeks when my kids are finally out of school and I can actually spend time with them. You know, I'm able to savor those moments with them instead of being preoccupied, being distracted, having a to-do list to get presents and everything. So I really, like, I have an ongoing list right now and I, and I make a check beside the person when they're finished you know, when their list is finished and I like to see it done 
at least a week or two before Christmas mm, that's comes. Good. Mm. That's really good. And you can save some money that way too if you're not buying everything when you have to have it. You're buying it early when it's on sale and it's a very practical tip, but it saves me future stress. Mm-hmm. And what a what a beautiful, just to tie it back in, gift that you give your children through the time when they're off school. Right. That, you know, during this time of year, this is really about our togetherness mm-hmm. and not about, you know, running around and mom's got to go shopping. And, and, and so it's more about just the time that you're spending together. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that this year. Yeah, that's great. How long will your boys be out? Two weeks, probably? Goodness, forever. I looked at all of the schedule and it was... <laughs> forever. You sound was like every time. mom. It was probably almost three weeks, maybe. Yeah. yeah. I won't have that much time off work, but it, I, I'm still planning to take off what I can to have yeah. some good time with them. That's awesome. What about you, Suzanne? What are some things that you do or want to do to bring that intentionality Um, So I, like I said earlier, have been about like these traditions. And I think that's something that we do as moms or just in our families or with our friends uh, because we want to create meaningful time. Um, And so, you know, our life is about glorifying God and our relationship with others. And so that's why I really loved what you said and just being able to spend time. So creating these things where like we do have movies that we watch together and Mm -hmm. it's just about creating that time for family. Um, I also really, you know, usually I try to do something Adventy as far Mm -hmm. as like, you know, there's a plethora of resources like Advent, um, I bought something today that's Advent. It has a scripture every day. Or I don't even know if it's every day. And then it has an activity that, like, my son is probably going to cringe at. But it's like, go <laughs> look at the lights together. Um, so, and then just looking, like, in your day for opportunities to bring Christmas back to Christ. You know, because in our culture, it's very... Um, commercialized and it's very, uh, you know, not about Christ. So there's little things you can say throughout the day or look for opportunities to bring it back to Christ. Um, so that those are just kind of little things that I try to do. I love that. And I love that you talked about Advent because that's one of the things when my kids were little that I tried to do too. But I will be totally honest here. Not that I'm not always, but I'm being <laughs> honest. It became one more thing to do and Mm -hmm. we were already running late now it's 7 45 and they've got to get ready for bed and you know that daily evening advent reading that I felt obligated because we have to remember that Jesus is the reason for the season and we have to sit down Mm -hmm. and do this and I've tried stories to read I've tried the Jesse tree which is a really cool advent um, calendar thing that you can do all these different things and I have to remind myself, like you said, that they are just rhythms that we're establishing and not beat myself up over it if we skip it. So this year, I actually have given myself a little bit of a relief and a pass on it. So it's just so happened that our word for the year is hope as a family. And there's another um, friend of mine who goes to church at Crosstown, and her word for her and her boys is hope as well. And we talked about it, and I was like, that's so cool that our word was the same for our families this year. Well, there's a Lent, I mean, not a Lent, Lent's Easter, and that's my favorite. There's a, <laughs> but we're at Christmas. There's an Advent 
devotion that's put out uh, called Hope Has Come. And so we're going to get together just on the Sundays of Advent. So every Sunday, starting the Sunday after Thanksgiving, and we're going to meet at my house together, her and her boys and um, my family, and we're going to do a little bit of a devotion reading and we're going to eat lunch together. And that's going to be our focus this year. And I'm really excited about doing that. Uh, my daughter will probably have to zoom in for a couple of them because she has to go back off to college. But I think it's just something that is going to center us on Sundays to remind us, okay, we're in this season of Advent. We're in this season of looking forward, um, remembering the birth of Christ and looking forward to the return of Christ. And um, so that's what we're going to be doing this year for it. Yeah, I love that too. And I love that you said, just give yourself grace because like if you miss an Advent Sunday or you don't read the verse of the day for what you've set, like there is grace in that because there, there's rest and in Christ in Christmas. And so um, one thing like just that also, I just thought of um, that we always did on Christmas morning, which, and now it's kind of like, it's just we do it, and my kids enjoy it. We make a cake for Jesus, and because you know it's it's very age appropriate, and but they'll latch on and they'll be like, last year they were like, "Where's the cake, mom?" And I'm like, "Well, I didn't think that you guys still wanted to do that," and so there was no cake. So I bought like little Debbie cakes and stacked them up and put a candle in it. But I mean, just like little things like that too can mm-hmm. really go a long way um, for those around you. I think. Yeah. Yeah. You do you do that as well, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I've done that with Bella since she was real little, like yeah. about two or something. And she it was it was a way that we could, you know, just have that moment and we sang Happy Birthday, yeah. you know, and that was and and uh, we all blew out the candles together and and then we read the Christmas story. Mm-hmm. And um, so now it's you know she's old she's thirteen now, um, but she's still we still do a cake yeah. and you know it's just part of the dessert you know, area. Yeah, but anything you want that... your kids to do when they get older, just include sugar and they will yeah, be in. They're in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it is. It's one of and it's one of those things that has um, you know, stuck in her memory. And it doesn't have to be fancy, you know, mm-hmm. it was a rudimentary cake. Yeah. Not a baker by any means, but um it was it's fun and it was something that we could do together. Mm-hmm. And I love how you're seeing it now because your oldest is in her 20s, right? She's 24. 24. Mm -hmm. And at 24, they're still kind of like, hey, what about this thing we did? So my nephew, who is 29, maybe 30, is expecting his first baby. And I'm so excited. But we, every Christmas Eve, since he was a wee little boy, have made a gingerbread house together. And Mm -hmm. so now him and his wife and me and my kids will sit around and make gingerbread houses together on Christmas Eve. And I'm so excited to see that tradition go to the next generation. And so when his daughter is born in April, then next Christmas, she'll get to kind of watch and be a part of that. And so I just love how you're doing those things. And, you know, if you forget, your kids are like, hey, wait a second, aren't we supposed to have a birthday cake for Jesus? (laughs) And I think that having traditions, it's like those um, memorial stones to Mm -hmm. look back on and say, oh, yeah, we did Mm -hmm. do that. That is something Mm -hmm. that we savored together as a family. That's great. Well, as I was thinking about this episode, um, I started thinking about the story of Martha and Mary in Scripture, you know, mm-hmm. and um, it may seem like a little bit of a weird story to think about at Christmas time. But the reason it stood out to me is um, I want to read Luke 10, 41 through 42, because this is the section that really stands out to me. It's when Jesus comes to stay with Martha and Mary and Lazarus. And this is the reaction that we we hear. So I'm going to pick up in uh, Luke 10, verses 41. 41 and 42. 
But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. And I think if you get frantic this holiday season and you get overwhelmed, I just want you to hear Jesus saying, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things. A lot of times it may seem like Jesus is yelling at Martha in this, and he's not. He's just, I I picture him grabbing her face and saying, hey, you are so anxious and troubled about so many things. Because Martha had said, Jesus, don't you see how hard I'm working for you and trying to get everything ready? And Mary, she isn't doing anything. Go tell her to help me. I mean, how many of us as women, have thought that. Maybe you haven't said it, but you have washed those dishes, wrapped those presents, bought those presents, and thought, nobody else is doing anything, just me. Why am I doing it? And so if you catch yourself in that, I just want you to go back to Luke 10, 41 and 42 and hear what Jesus says. He says, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion. And so when I read that, I'm like, well, what's the good portion? What is that good portion? Because that's what I want, obviously, is the good portion. And it goes back to Lamentations 3.24. The Lord is my portion, says my soul, therefore I will hope in him. What is the good portion? It's Jesus. It's the gospel that has been brought to life through the birth, the life, the death, the resurrection, and the ascension of Christ. And so I don't know about you guys, but that just kind of helps settle my heart a little bit. Do you feel yourself getting anxious around the holidays? Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. And when you say that, when I think of the word portion, I actually think of food because I think about food a lot. Um, But when I think of portion, it's just what you need right? Like Mm -hmm. your portion is what you need to be satisfied, to have, you know, the nutrients that you need to survive, to live. Um, And that's really, Jesus is all we really need, Mm -hmm. you know, and um, the rest is just unnecessary. That's so good. I love that. I hadn't even thought about the idea that your portion is what you need. And he tells us he's the bread of life. And so he is that good portion. He's exactly what we need. Not too much, not too little. It's all about portion control, isn't it? You know, when you're Mm -hmm. eating food. And so that idea of he's exactly what we need. I love that idea. That's great. Yeah, because he's always taking care of the other things. You know, I was reading... Um, Maybe this is why I wrote Israel in my notes, but I was reading about when the Israelites were in the wilderness for so long, like God constantly has to remind them, like, you realize that you have, your clothes are still fine, right? Mm -hmm. Like you made it out and you have, there's no holes in your garment. Your shoes are still fine. I've kept you through this. You know, I'm the portion, not all of these other things that you think that you need Mm -hmm. to get to where you are now. So, and that's that's such a word for Christmas time, isn't it? I mean, Think about, you know, the things that people are going into debt at Christmas. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what is that teaching people that you're buying for? Or, you know, and and I'm not saying, I mean, I've I've done that, you know. I mean, I'm not, like, saying that that's bad and don't do it. This isn't a financial podcast by any means. But just that whole idea, you know, of of what we need versus Mm -hmm. what we uh, think we need. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. 
I think so too. And I think it isn't something that's just going to happen overnight. I think it's a slow, continuous work that we do and that we're mindful of. Just like portion size when we're eating, you have to be mindful of it. You can't just let it go and not think about it. And I think that is a good word for us to remember. And we don't want you guys, if you're listening to this and you're beginning to feel that anxiety, we don't want you to feel even worse about it. We're saying we're right there with you. And here are some things that we're doing to slow those moments down and Mm -hmm. to kind of step back. And there've been times when I've just said, okay, I got to have five minutes. I go in my room, I get on my face and I just am like, okay, God, you are my one portion. I'm putting my eyes back on you. Everything else will work out. And I need to not stress about whether or not the green beans or casserole is going to be done or the turkey gets purchased or whatever the gift is that I'm stressing out about. Um, So I do think that that's important and a good reminder just to remember that this is a constant work. And all Mm. throughout the holiday season, we are bombarded with go buy, go do, go get, go be, go be a part of, make your house this, go get this. And so there's a constant pressure from the outside. And Kelly, you, before we started recording, you had shared a verse that I just thought really kind of epitomizes this. Well, when I was thinking about the episode, my first gut instinct was like, wow, I haven't done enough. Like I haven't, I don't have enough traditions. I don't, I'm not intentional enough. And then I, this verse, the Holy Spirit just like airdropped it into my brain. Um, But it's Zechariah or Zechariah 410. Do not despise these small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. Mm. And that just restored my, um, not my faith, but it just comforted me that, like, the small beginnings, just that first step of trying, just trying to do, you know, the good work that's set before us. If that means reading the Christmas story with your family, if that's the only tradition you have, just maybe start one thing. This year, that's intentional. That will focus you on what's important. So that was encouraging for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very encouraging, I think, to think about that. Because if I can't get it all done and done just right, and I can't make sure that I'm going to do it to the best, then I'm like, well, I'm not even going to try. But the Lord's used that verse in my life over and over again when I'm trying something new or when I'm at the beginning of mm-hmm. training for a race. You know, those um, I love to run half marathons in December. I'm not running one this year. It's a whole nother story, but it's okay. Um, but the when I start training for them, you know, the first time I go out for a run, it's a mile or two miles. And the Lord always reminds me of that verse that, mm-hmm. you know, it has to start somewhere. And so wherever you are, you can one minute a day, you can pause. And I just heard a pastor talking about that the other day about establishing Sabbath in your life. And maybe you can't do a 24 hour Sabbath, but you can do one minute. Can't Mm -hmm. you, you know, everybody, there's nobody in the world that's so busy. They can't pause for one minute and give thanks to God and just recenter their focus and their attention on God. And that's just where we start. So I love that he comforted you with that verse today too. Mm -hmm. And I think going back to this story, um, it wasn't that, you know, like you said, uh, I think Jesus was saying that in such a loving way. And he wasn't saying necessarily that, you know, what you're doing is silly or that you don't need to clean your house or you don't need to open it up or be hospitable. But he was saying, first, come to me mm-hmm. and then you'll have, you know, so prioritize. Um, and I think, you know, that is it's just because I can definitely be in the, you know, I think Kelly has probably seen me um 
the most out of this group, been in the Martha mode and um, get real anxious and troubled about, you know, doing something. And, and, um, and so th- there is that moment where you, you, you need Jesus to take you by the, mm-hmm. you know, by the, the face lovingly and, and say, just come with me, sit with me for a moment and, you know, I'm what you need. And then he'll give you that strength to do all the other things that you need to do. And then, mm-hmm. then you'll find that some things you just don't, maybe you don't have to have an elf on the shelf and Instagram every, you know, position and, and every night that, you know, maybe you're putting too much on your plate, you know, and, and, I, and if you pray that God will give you the wisdom and, and uh, what to do and what traditions are meaningful and what maybe can, you know, fall away a little bit. Yeah, that's good advice. That's very good. That's good. Um, before we end today and get into our saver moment, anybody else have any other thoughts or ideas? Um, yeah, I just loved what Mandy was saying too. Just, I think sometimes it goes back to the motive of our hearts. Um, you know, and like, for instance, I am having, um, at my house this weekend, I'm having a dinner, a Thanksgiving dinner specifically for our pastors here at Crosstown. I just felt laid upon our hearts that that's something we really wanted to do to say we're really thankful for you guys. But I do not have this gift of hospitality. Um, and I don't really cook. I don't I don't invite people to my house. And that's something that God's been working with me on for years because I tend to be a Martha in this story. In the fact that, you know, I can't have them over. My kitchen hasn't been redone yet. My floors are broken. This light socket doesn't even have a faceplate on it. Or, you know, I'm scared the back porch isn't finished. Like a walnut's going to fall out of this tree because it hasn't been <laughs> cho- like trimmed and someone's going to pass. Like it's all the things. And I was so close this year. I did not want to do this as we were thinking about it. I even like up to last weekend, I was like, we can still cancel this ladies. Cause everyone's like, my, I'm so busy. I'm so busy. But I know that I know that I know that God said, no, you're going to do this. And it was less about as much as, I mean, it is to show them how much I love them, but I think he's really taught me something through this. Um, is that, um, I don't have to have the gift of hospitality in order to love people well. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that means going outside your comfort zone. Um, And for me, that's inviting people into my home to see all the uh, dark and dirty crevices in my home, you know, and that everything's not perfect. Not that I try to portray that everything's perfect. It's just not my comfort level, you know, and... um, And on top of that, like my whole week has been, I just think in God's loving care, he's made my work week completely, just completely packed because I don't have time (laughs) to run around and do all the crazy things that I would try to, you know, as Martha and just be distracted with all the things that don't matter. What matters is that I love these people and I want them to feel loved and I want them to feel, um, that just how grateful we are for them. And so that's the point of it. But, um, you know, if I'm not willing to step out and open my home to break bread with people, then I don't get that. And so I do think there's going to be a bigger blessing in this Mm -hmm. for me that God has, um, because of my obedience to do it. So I just think sometimes it comes down to the motive of my heart. Am I doing this to try to make them love me? Or if I'm doing this from a place of love? Um, and so it's definitely from a place of love because ain't nobody going to love me after they come to my house and eat my food. (laughs) That's not true. Luckily, I'm not doing this by myself, so I don't have to cook all the food. 
That's awesome. I love what you said too. And I think that's such a good point. And that kind of leads us into our saver moment for this podcast. But the idea that, um, you know, you don't have to have the gift of hospitality to love others well. We're all called to love others well. And I think we get confused on what the gift of hospitality is Mm because it's been all spiritualized in the Bible. It's a spiritual gift. You know, I have the gift of hospitality. And the truth is, Every single follower of Christ is called to be hospitable. Mm -hmm. And what does that mean? It means love others. It doesn't mean have a table that's set that is just stunning with every wine goblet and the place setting just right and the charger and the food. We, our world tells us that's what hospitality is. Our world tells us that it's um, Chip and Joanna Gaines and it's the Magnolia Mm. table. That's what we think of when we think of hospitality. And I think they probably do a great job and all, but we aren't all called to be Chip and Joanna Gaines. We can just simply open up our house and say, would you like to come sit on my porch and have a cup of coffee with me? And so I think loving others well, being intentional about Mm. serving those around us. And so for our savor moment, that's what we want to encourage you to do is who is a person that you can show love to in the holiday season. Someone maybe outside of your family or on the fringe of your family, or maybe a friend or a neighbor, or maybe it's the person that you see at the checkout every week at Harris Teeter when you've been there four times in two days to get things. Um, Maybe, you know, just think about a way that you can buy them a Starbucks or um, give them a card to let them know that they are seen by God. So we just want to encourage you for the saver moment to really ask the Lord to open your eyes to see someone that you can show the love of Christ to and be hospitable during this season where we do get so busy and so wrapped up in our, our thoughts. Yeah, and not to be distracted by the busyness, to miss making the most of an opportunity that God puts before you. And focusing on that one thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you guys were interested in more about Mary and Martha, we actually have a free gift for you. How can we do a Christmas episode and not give you a free gift? Merry Christmas! Yes. So um, we have a... Christmas devotion that is a digital devotion that we want to give you. And all you have to do is go to Crosstown Soar on Yeah, Instagram. on Instagram, and there'll be a link <laughs> to yes. a form to fill out. We're kind of working this out right now in this moment. Um, so, yeah, so we will have a link there for you to fill out, um, and then you'll get the e-devotional emailed to you. Um, or you can always just message us somewhere, email us at, what's our email? Saver at crosstownchurch.com. That's it. Yeah. That's our email address. So you can email us or you can go on Instagram and the link will be in our bio and you just fill out that form and you'll automatically get sent um, this devotion. And again, the heart behind it is for you to be able to come, sit, remain, savor the goodness of God as you delight in his word. Um, That's our heart and our prayer for you this holiday season. Amen. So... Kelly, you want to sing us out with some jingle bells? Come on. You know you do. Come on, Kelly. I, don't you love when I put you on the spot? Yeah, I'm good. I'll yeah. <laughs> I'd rather watch a Hallmark movie than do this. Listen, they've wow. already, they've already got gotten two got songs. Her. They got Jingle Bells in the beginning and did Gingerbread Boogie. Pilgrim Boogie Pilgrim. Oh, well, I just made a new song. Yeah. The Gingerbread, gingerbread Boogie. boogie. <laughs> Suzanne will do the Gingerbread Boogie on command if you see her. So. <laughs>
Uh, well, thank you guys so much for joining us for this bonus Christmas episode of the Saver Podcast. We love you, but remember, God loves you more. Merry Christmas. Thank you for being with us today here at Saver. This podcast is a ministry of Cross Sound Church. For information about SOAR, women's ministry, or Cross Sound Church, please visit crosstownchurch.com or download the Cross Sound app. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please remember to like, subscribe, or leave a review. This helps people find us. Thank you.